Welcome to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. This podcast is presented by the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation and hosted by our CEO, Jamie Irvin. At the Heavy Duty Consulting Corporation, we work with manufacturers, distributors, and repair shops who want to grow their business. Do you have a problem that you would like some help with? We have developed fault codes for heavy duty parts businesses, just like they have for commercial trucks. Find out how many fault codes your business has and how you stack up against dozens of other heavy-duty parts businesses. Head to heavydutyconsulting.com and schedule a meeting with us today. All right, let's start this episode. You're listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. I'm your host, Jamie Irvin, and this is the podcast where you will get expert advice about the heavy-duty parts you buy and keep you informed about what's happening in the industry. This episode is sponsored by truckpartsinventory.com. Lowering costs per mile is all about finding the right part quickly. At truckpartsinventory.com, you will save time by searching inventory from around North America in one place. You will save money by having the option of buying new, used, or aftermarket parts. You'll save yourself work by sending a parts request and having companies contact you. Truckpartsinventory.com is easy to use and it's free. Go to truckpartsinventory.com today. Whether you regularly buy parts yourself or you're selling parts, using credit cards and processing credit card payments is a part of daily life in the heavy-duty truck parts world. What are the risks? What are the opportunities? To help us with that, I'd like to introduce to you Ed Buras of Card Connect. Ed, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Jamie. So let's start with what your company does. What does Card Connect do for its clients? CarConnect is a credit card processor, and they're, they're considered a tier one direct credit card processor in the respect that they, from the, the beginning of a transaction to the end of the transaction to the funding of the transaction, they do all of that. Um, CarConnect is responsible for their encryptions. Uh, they've built their system. Uh, they put it together so that uh, they manage it. There's no third parties. So they are, they are a true credit card processor. It's interesting that you uh, describe it that way because in the heavy-duty parts world, there is this idea that each store wants to be a one-stop shop for their customers. Sounds to me like Card Connect is providing that one-stop shop when it comes to processing credit card. Absolutely. And we do ACH, uh, e-checks, uh, anything that's digital uh, in payments world, we can do that. So what's your background? How, how did you end up with, with, I think, it's 16 years of experience in this industry? Well, it, it started uh, not in the technology or not even in finance. I was uh, in construction and got pretty tired of the industry as a whole for several reasons. And I was looking for something new that where I could be, res- I had 22 employees and uh, I wanted to be re- responsible for me. And so someone suggested, hey, listen, you need to go talk to this guy. I went and talked to him. And short story or long story short, I'm here 16 years later. And um, I, I love this industry. And then sometimes I really hate it. But uh, it is an industry that keeps me um, moving forward. I, it's something new every day. I think we can all 
identify with that feeling of loving and hating the industry. I personally love the truck parts industry. I stepped away from 09 to 2016, got involved in a contracting business. I started it with my wife. We built it up. We sold it in 2016, and it came back to the industry that I'd worked in since I was out of school and that I really do love. When you are kind of working in this industry and you're talking about things are, are changing rapidly, what kinds of things are changing? Oh, security is number one. Um, in um, 2018, 53% of all the, the data breaches was, was small and mid, mid-sized businesses. The average cost per transaction or per cardholder was $408, and it took about 12 months to detect these breaches or these, these uh, uh, malicious attacks. And if you, if you do the math, uh, depends on what you're talking about, whether you're talking about a convenience store or whether you're talking about a parts store, that's a lot of money that most businesses end up filing bankruptcy. Uh, most of that 53% don't make it after the, the breach. So security is big because now it's not the, uh, it's not the kid sitting in the basement at grandma's that's trying to hack something. This is, this is organized crime at the cyber level. And so it's very important for folks to be on that cutting edge. They need to know that they're protected. They need, they need to have guarantees. And things are changing when it comes to the way people are using payments. It, it's not just the, the credit card anymore. There's all kinds of payment like Apple Pay and Google Pay and those kinds of things too. So things are, are rapidly changing. Just what part of our world isn't rapidly changing? Let's turn our attention to the card user. So when you are buying your parts, is there any risk that you're at? What, what's the process in 2020 for protecting the actual consumer? Well, the consumers are protected through a couple of processes. One is, is the dispute process. They, they check their statement or they see a transaction on their online portal that they didn't do. They don't know of any way they could have ever done that transaction. So they can dispute that charge. And I've done several of those myself where someone would try to run a transaction on my card. And how people get the, the number, I don't know. I mean, you could be at the restaurant and they may, someone may take it back there and do an imprint of it or take a picture of it and use it. So. You don't know how it's you or how it's stolen, but the um, the cardholder really doesn't have any risk, and the only thing that they lose a lot of times is time trying to correct everything, which is is a headache. Uh, but they're not going to lose any money. It's interesting. I did a number of trips to the U.S. Uh, for trade shows at the beginning of 2020, just before the travel bans kind of were put into place. And in Canada, we don't give out our our card and let the waitress take it to the back. It's just not the way we do it. Everybody does it by by chip now. And so they bring you the the handheld thing right to your table. You put your chip in or you tap it, you put in your code. You you've you maintain that card the entire time. But in the US, you a lot of times you give them the card, they take it in behind, you know, the restaurant somewhere, process the thing, they bring it back and then you fill out your tip, sign it and take your card and your copy of the receipt. So there is some differences in which country you're in. And I guess you need to be paying attention to that. Absolutely. And and I wish the US would get to that point because that's that's smart. There's no one that likes to see their card leave the table. And especially after about three minutes, usually you start looking for your waiter or waitress or whoever got that card. But that's one of the ways that things get stolen. It's easy now to take your 
a picture of the card, send it to whoever you need to send it to. I had a lady that uh, was buying a boxer and she asked, this guy wanted her to send money through Western Union. And I said, absolutely not. I said, if he wants to do that, you you use your debit card, as long as it's got a Visa or MasterCard logo on it or a card brand logo, you send that. And at least if something happens, you have, a, um, you can get reimbursed. And sure enough, it was a, it was a scammer. And by using her debit card, she was able to dispute the charge and she got is $900 and she got it back. I've seen that kind of scam being run on, on like used parts where they're like selling a transmission that normally would be $4,000 and it's, you know, 800 bucks. And it's like, oh, it's such a good deal. Yeah. Buyer beware. You know, you rarely get more than you pay for. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. Okay. So let's turn our attention now to the people that have to process these credit cards when their customers are buying something from them. A couple common scenarios. We have a heavy duty parts store. They're selling parts over the counter. We have a repair shop that deals with the public and a truck comes in from out of state, out of town, needs a repair. So you've never met this person before. What are some of the things that we should be aware of so that we can protect the people listening that have to process card payments? I would advise these folks to, in that scenario, I would advise them to uh, ask how they're going to pay. And of course, someone out of town, you're not going to take a check. So it it would be either um, cash or card. And if it is a card, whether it be debit card or credit card, I would get, I would do a pre-authorization through my uh, software, my terminal, whatever it is, because every one of them have it pre-off the card. And that's just putting the amount in. It's not doing the full transaction. It uh, lets them know that that money's sitting there waiting to be captured for them whenever they do the sale. Then they can proceed on with it and be really secure that they're going to get paid. Okay. That makes a lot of sense to me of of why there's value in, in doing that. Now, a lot of times the the manager of the store or the owner of the business or the repair shop is not necessarily the one doing the frontline work and interacting with the customers on a daily basis. So what kind of training do you recommend for the frontline workers that are dealing with the public day in and day out? Well, I I guess whoever the payment processor is uh, or whoever the merchant service provider like myself. So uh, I go into my customers and, and I help them with questions they may have, but I also give them indicators of what may make them want to ask for an ID uh, or ask for more information. But most of the time, the, uh, the uh, owners and the managers, they know exactly what to ask for because that, that's the reason they're there. And I, if I were to tell them anything, I would tell them, train them, tell them exactly why you do things, why you're asking, and require it. Require that these questions be asked, require that this information be asked for, and not just to run a, a transaction because you think the card's just automatic cash because it's not. Now, when you're running a business, you're not just concerned about protecting the business. You're also concerned about the financials. And there's a lot of strain on business owners to remain financially viable and to be profitable. What can you do to kind of help a person 
figure out a way to keep their fees at a reasonable level? Like what are some of the things that people who have to process card payments need to be aware of? Well, the one, the way I love to do it, and I think it makes sense. And and I can, my grandfather was had a mechanics. He was a mechanic. He had his own shop and he built in all the cost. Uh, so when he did his parts and his labor, he put all the cost, whatever it meant, whatever it was. And most of the time then there was not much of credit cards being used. So I just tell my customers, build in the cost of credit card fees. And that's easy. I can do that for them very easily. And they, they probably can too. Their accountant should be able to do that. They'll figure out what that is, put that margin in to their cost. And uh, that way through every transaction, they're getting that uh, reimbursement for that fee. Then at the end of the year, when they file their taxes, they can file on their schedule C uh, they can file the card fees as a cost of doing business and get 100% of that rope against their income, their business income, which saves them a little bit more. That's the best way to do it. The other way to do it is is um, cash discount. If somebody comes in and they want to use your card, that's great. But they got you're going to tell you're going to let them know they're going to pay the fees for the card. So if that's three percent, you put three percent on it. Visa Mastercard has rules that you have to go by to do that and you do it, the fee goes back to the cardholder. Those are the things. If I'm in a big ticket environment like these guys are, that's exactly what I'm, I'm doing one of those two. And the other thing too is, is our, our brains aren't really wired to think that 1%, like a 1% increase in fee is that big of a deal. We just, we just don't calculate that in our brains all that well. But when you start analyzing hundreds of thousands of dollars, millions of dollars in, in, in revenue processed, like 1% is a big deal. So looking at your fees and working with someone who can help you to minimize your fees is part of that overall strategy. Yes. Cost is always important. I'm pretty conservative. So I don't want to pay anything that I'm not getting a value for. So if someone's charging, you know, if you're being charged three, three and a half percent on your fees, what are you getting for it? That's what you have to ask yourself. And if it's no more than the guy down the street that's getting charged two and a half percent, then it don't make sense. And those are the things that um, we try to educate our, our clients with is there's a value for what we do uh, because we can move money really fast and we can guarantee money. It's something I don't under the technology I don't understand very well, but I think that if people understand at the end of the year, if they just look at what they paid in credit card fees as a whole, and they look at that and they think, what if I could get one, uh, you know, what if I could get uh, 30% of that money back? That's a big amount of money. If there's one thing that you'd like people listening today to take away from our conversation, what is that one thing? I would say don't trust things that are said, trust things that are resourced. You need to see it in writing. You need to see it through uh, it's kind of like the P, uh, PCI validated point-to-point encryption. There's a website that's got a list of companies that have that has that classification. Don't take my word for it. You need to look at my company on that list. And when you see that, then you know we're there. Business owners want to trust people because one thing, they don't have time to, re- to look it up, resource it, or they just don't want to. But it might be worth researching to save a little bit of time and money 
and some headache down the line. And then the other thing is, is don't get into contracts. Never, ever get into a payment contract that locks you into a time slot and there's a cancellation fee. When you do that, then you're just setting yourself up for a lot of heartburn. You've been listening to the Heavy Duty Parts Report. My name is Jamie Irvin, and today we've been talking to Ed from Card Connect. If you'd like to learn more, go to cardconnect.com slash partner slash ed dash bureaus. I've put the link in the show notes so you don't have to remember that. It's one click and you'll get right through to Ed's website. Ed, thank you for being on the podcast today. Thank you, Jamie. Have you subscribed to the podcast yet? Go to heavydutypartsreport.com today to subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review on the podcast player of your choice. I'd like to remind everyone to focus on cost per mile over purchase price and... Let's keep those trucks and trailers rolling. HCA Truck Pride is the heart of the independent parts and service channel. They have 750 parts stores and 450 service centers conveniently located across the U.S. and Canada. Visit heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride today to find a location near you. Again, that's heavydutypartsreport.com slash HDA Truck Pride and let the heart of the independent service channel take care of your commercial equipment.